Hello, my name is Richard Wexler, and this is Caring in America, the podcast for caregivers. And as I do on every episode, a little recap of who I am and why we're doing this podcast. Roll everything back about 18 years. I'm minding my own business in the software industry, married later. Um, My wife has a business out of the house. We have two small children, 11 and 7. This is the summer of 05. We start getting phone calls that turns into four phone calls, both my wife's parents, both my parents, extremely ill. So everything changed for us. And that put us on a 14-year journey that ended when the last parent passed away in at 96 in 2019. Go back those 17, 18 years, I could barely spell the word care. Eventually left what I was doing in the software industry, decided I need to learn, needed to learn everything I possibly could about elder care, care, et cetera, worked on that for a period of time, began educating people on a nationwide basis about care. At the end of 2022, started thinking about the next steps, thought about a podcast, which I had never really heard a lot about. We launched in April of this year with the goal of even reaching more people. So today we're about to bring a young man on. I'll introduce him in a second. And we're going to talk about a story that he's going to relate to us about his mom, Sharon. So that young man, George Ackerman, holds a PhD, holds a Juris Doctorate, holds an MBA, and a master's in social work. Are you there, George? Yes, sir. I wanted to thank you and your audience for the time. It means a lot to us and uh, just to share our journey, but also to learn. Uh, I learned something new from everyone I meet. No, no problem. You're, you're very welcome. So let's start things off by explaining to me and your audience, your mom, Sharon Riff Ackerman born on September 28, 1950 in Brooklyn. Who who was she? My mother was a very independent person, one that cared a lot about family and really sacrificed her, uh, her life for to make me who I am today. And it was very important for her to have the care that I wish that uh, you know no one would ever need. But I knew at that time where it was very important that I would be the one to help support her through these tough times. She unfortunately passed approximately four years ago due to Parkinson's disease and dementia. And, um, you know, I kind of, for some reason, the tougher times always stand out, but I always have to think of the better times, which were the, you know, the 68 years before they really, the disease caught up to her. Wow. Wow. So let's back up a little bit. When did your mom first get ill? She had it approximately 15 years, so I would say um, she passed in 2020, so about uh, you know, 
since 20, uh, 15 years prior to that date. So about 05, so about the time that this experience was starting, an adventure was starting with the four parents for me, a similar adventure was starting for you and your family with your mom. Is that is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And I've unfortunately lost my mother, but I have gained so many amazing and inspirational individuals like you in my life. So wow. with the negative, you know, we try and bring some positive, but this uh, TogetherForSharon.com was really just developed to remember my mother and our journey. Uh, but then uh, I learned there were about a million people approximately with Parkinson's disease in the U.S. Wow. And I discovered only a few months ago there were about 10 million in the world. And I decided that we have to, obviously it's there from my mother and me, but it's now about more people. It's about everyone going through this in the Parkinson's community. And also, I really wanted to reach individuals who don't have Parkinson's and that aren't caretakers because the only way we're going to ever defeat this uh, disease and find a cure is if we have everyone join in with us. No, I, I totally understand that. And I know you're not a medical doctor, but can you kind of give people that haven't experienced Parkinson's, thank Scott, thank God, can you kind of give them an idea of what that disease is and what it does? Yes, and unfortunately, I mean, I could get it still. It's not, we don't know if it's genetic, but anyone, you know, unfortunately, a listener could have it or have a friend or loved one. Basically, the first, I'd say, 11, 12 years, my mother just had a, you know, slight symptoms where she had a little rigidness in her left arm, so she had trouble cutting food as it progressed. But to be honest, she didn't really want to tell anyone. I never knew what Parkinson's was myself. I had to kind of, fell into it like you know when they say a lawyer doesn't learn in law school they get they get their real experience when they're thrown into court after law school i felt the same way but even you know harsher as a caregiver getting thrown into this world so uh, that was really the major uh, area some people have external tremors my mother had more internal so if you saw her you wouldn't see that you know the michael j fox type look where he uh, shakes out externally but she did have a lot of other issues, such as dystonia. So her, uh, her, she had trouble with her toes; they would curl. But she also, as she, uh, the disease progressed, her health started declining. So she would lose a lot of weight. She ended up being someone who loved to walk and into fitness, and she ended up going from walking to the walker, and then to sadly the wheelchair. And when you have someone who lived, you know, fifty-five. 65 years, it was independent, drove, did her own shopping, did everything. And to have someone, you know, even if it's her son, come in, take away the car keys and for her own safety wow. and really change your life instantly, something that you could never plan for. Also, they, I'm not a medical doctor. That's why, I like, when you mentioned it, I can only talk about our experience and my mother and mine. But there, we were told by several doctors, you don't die from Parkinson's, you die with it. But my mother didn't have any other illness at the time. Obviously, dementia set in and a lot of medicines. I mean, when she passed, we had ba- garbage bags of medicine. So I can't imagine wow. that would, you know, help your health condition. But, wow. you know, when you, you're supposed to take the treatment and trust your doctors. And unfortunately, you know, we didn't have the best of luck. And it really progressed the last year from 99, from 99 to 2000. I've never seen something uh, attack an individual and 
Parkinson's is a neurological disorder, so it affects your brain. And when you take uh, cinnamon, the medicine, it's uh, supposed to help the neurons and the you know the brain to slow the progression, but it didn't really seem to work. I, we did try one of those uh, trials, and the day it was towards the last two years of her life, and we just kind of ran out of things. We tried everything from chiropractors to physical therapy to medical marijuana, which didn't work. But I always swore that I didn't want to have any regrets, so I, we tried everything. So, uh, you know, just to conclude, the uh, last year when she came back from that uh, trial, I don't know if they changed her medicines too quickly, but she came back, and at 4 a.m. I got a call to rush over to her house. She had been uh, moving her furniture out into the street, and she thought there were people inside the house that were going to harm her. Oh, wow. Uh, I, yeah, I think that was the delusions and hallucinations. Uh, and so I rushed her to the hospital. They saved her life. Uh, but I went to pick up some of her clothing. I tell the story a lot. In her room was surrounded by post-it notes. And on the post-it notes were different names. And some of the names were people who were deceased in my family, even some animals. And she had written them down so she could differentiate, you know, who was in reality there and who wasn't. So she was seeing her own mother and father. Uh, and so it was a very, that was like really hit me like, uh, imagine a boxer hitting, knocking you out in the boxing ring. And that's when my journey started because I took over, you know, everything from her banking through shopping. And I just wanted her to, you know, at least live. I We didn't know she was going to pass, you know, in one year from that time or two. But I was just trying to get her comfortable and enjoy her grandkids and have a nice, I thought she'd be around for 10 more years at least. Wow. Do, and, and again, I know you're not a medical doctor, but have you heard or someone, anyone told you that getting dementia later on during this journey is somewhat common or not? Do you know? No, the, the problem with Parkinson's is every individual is completely you know, different. So what happens to one individual, like my mother, might be completely wrong or correct for another. So, you know, not everyone does have dementia when they have Parkinson's. But uh, a lot of the uh, items are similar. Unfortunately, there are people called Parkinsonians who are diagnosed with Parkinson's but don't have it. That's very dangerous because then you're prescribed, you know, the wrong medicines, which could cause other complications. Right. And and this is, um, as you know, a very, I'll use the word, interesting time of year as adult children, grandchildren go home to see mom and dad grandparents over over the holidays so um what should an adult child or a mature grandchild be looking for are there signs like you said she was not visibly shaking like a michael j fox but are there signs that someone can look for within the family yeah, it's sad that, I mean, in a good way, you know, we have to, the holidays, but when my mother passed, we actually had a seat for her for a few years, and uh, just, you know, it was really tough, the holidays. Uh, the only thing I can tell you is uh, my mother wasn't stubborn, but she was very private. She wanted us, me to, I was, you know, going to law school, police officer, uh, reserve, and also a lot of, you know, PhD. I wrote a dissertation, so she wanted me to focus on that, and I have three children and my wife. But she really didn't want to burden us with this, and that's the big problem because maybe if I had known, you know, several years earlier, 
I could have gotten more involved. So, but I would recommend always be open with your family members. Uh, always talk about everything. If someone's not feeling well, try to support them, bring them to the doctor. But it's hard to say signs again, because uh, again, the most famous would be the uh, uncontrollable shaking. Right. And that's a big symptom. I mean, myself, I was at the doctor for my ankle the other day and I saw an elderly woman and she looked to me like she had Parkinson because of my experiences. Obviously, I didn't say anything, but, you know, kind of broke my heart because I wanted to talk to her and tell her that I send my love and support. And, uh, you know, I do this uh, even speaking today. We don't want anything in return. My biggest message is really that there are people, you're never alone. Like, that's the most important. Right. And I might be just one son and one person, but I won't rest. Uh, there's some nights I don't sleep trying to just think of ways to get, you know, individuals more aware. But uh, I believe if there was more awareness and all families were aware, then we would have already had a cure. Wow. And we'll talk about, we'll talk about your journey in a second, but thank you for that advice. And we try to give our listeners and folks that they're talking with similar advice, especially as they do go home for the holidays, they may see something that, seems a little different than the last time they saw mom or their grandfather or whomever it may be, but also something you said that we encourage a lot, conversations, conversations that can be difficult within the family, but uh, conversations that need to be had. So that advice of just keeping your eyes open, your your ears open as you go home for the holidays. And it may have been a while since you've seen an older loved one and are they, cha- are they changing? So as I said a couple of minutes ago, talk to us and our audience more about this journey that you're on and what you're trying to accomplish, George. Thank you. Yeah. Again, I, uh, when I learned, I was shocked that there's 10 million people around the world that have Parkinson's and again, it's growing. Uh, I decided not just to make this anymore together for Sharon.com about me and my mother, but about everyone. So I've actually interviewed over, it's becoming to be overwhelming, but it's 400 people in three months. Uh, wow. And those people are from literally around the world. So I've actually interviewed individuals from Africa, England, France, Spain, Italy, uh, Australia. So you name it, I probably hit every country. And it's not about, you know, me getting this any, I'm not getting anything to be honest. What I'm getting is I'm help, it's helping me cope because I still miss my mother. She was my best friend. We spoke like, 15 times a day, if that's possible. Wow. And we actually uh, moved her to a community over the last year of her life. We, were, we bought a big house, and we have a room here for her, and she didn't make it. So every time I walk down one of the halls in my house, I think of her like in a kind of a sadder way that she never was able to. I don't know, though, to be honest, if I could have uh, handled her, though, with us, because there was so many every day the last year was something else, like, uh, and I wasn't equipped, nobody is, to be able to help her. She... And I had the delusions and hallucinations were sometimes frightening even for her. But, uh, you know, so, so I, my bigger goal here is just to get awareness out there. And again, not just for that. A lot of that is the Parkinson's community, but also for people who aren't aware. And, uh, you know, I just share their stories and their journeys. And sadly, in Africa, if you have Parkinson's, they actually think it's witchcraft. So, wow. you know, it's a horrible state. You know, it's a terrible stigma. Other countries, they just don't have the funding 
for uh, medicine. So these people, unfortunately, have nowhere to turn. So if we can even shed a little light in the situation, maybe, you know, that can change also. I was lucky enough to work with the Michael J. Fox Foundation. I spoke to my local representative, all of your viewers, and you can also. You just contact your local uh, congressman or woman or senators, and you can actually speak to them. There's a bill right now, the first ever in the United States in our history, that's, it's called N. Parkinson's disease, and it's a bill that would really help fund uh, Parkinson's research and awareness around the United States. It also would help the medications and funding for patients and caretakers to help their loved ones. So this is very, very important, very big, and I really feel honored to be a part of it. I have a link of my speech. It was just a three-minute speech. I actually had practiced it for a month, no problem, and I've spoken in front of hundreds of people. No, I have no problem speaking, but when I got to like the second minute, I talked about my mother and how she'll never be able to blow bubbles. She used to love to sit in the backyard for uh, Sunday mornings with her three grandkids, and she'll never be able to do that. And I fell apart during the call, so wow. you know, even now talking about it, it's not always easy, but you have to go through tough times sometimes to come out, uh, you know, with more positive solutions for others. And really, that's what this is now about. Unfortunately, my mother has passed. I'm here. But it's really about the other families gathering for the holidays and the other people still fighting this disease. That's all I care about. And I do consider them all my family now. That is um, an amazing Amazing journey that you're on, George. Um, wow, I'm just kind of sitting back thinking about all this. And um, obviously, before we wrap up in a few minutes, if you can give um, information, websites, any phone number, things like that, where people can go, is there a place people can donate? Um, share what Share what you'd like. Sure. Again, I want to thank you. It's really been an honor. To, and we became like family, too, even in our short time together. Uh, I mean, we started www.together for Sharon. It just spelled out together, F-O-R-Sharon.com. Really for the purposes of having a place where people can go to find resources. When I was going through this, I had nothing. Like, I felt so alone, felt helpless. I went through all the stages, like denial, anger, uh, if you look at an old psychological class on Maslow, I'm sure you could, in the hierarchy, you can look in. I probably hit every single one, except I'm still stuck in grief. You know, a piece of me left when my mother left forever. But, uh, you know, I try to do this to help others. So if you go to our website, uh, you can look about our story, our journey. You can find the three, 400 interviews. Uh, there's a link to donations. I do not, and we do not accept money. And the reason I don't is because it's not about us and me. We've donated about $10,000 of our own family to the American Parkinson's Disease Association, but we work with many organizations. But I really wanted, again, if you just go to the website, click on partnerships, you'll see you know different things like charitable walks. You can go to your own community. There's uh, info on music therapy and different therapies that my mother tried. Uh, even if it took away, you know, thinking about Parkinson's for 10 minutes, it felt like a sure. beautiful thing. If you go to my website and go to the bottom of the first page, I've been playing guitar for 30 years and I actually had an amazing opportunity. A week before my mother passed, uh, we had the music therapist in and we decided to play a song together, Memory from the show Cats in New York when I was a kid. My mother took me to see Cats on Broadway and it was a memory that I'll never forget. So 
I had an honor to actually play it and we put we videotaped it. You won't see my mother. Unfortunately, by that time, she was really doing bad. I think it was the last time she ever spoke. When we finished that song, she looked over a little bit and moved. She wasn't moving well and said, thank you. And I loved it. And those are the last words she ever said. Uh, so that was, uh, you know, we thank God we got that on the video. Wow. And then the, my favorite part, just because it's fun, is the media section. And there you'll see things like magazines I've done, articles, blogs, books, uh, a gallery, and also movies, music. But something that's important is now, uh, like our podcast, I'll be putting this up there permanently. But I think it's, again, important to share our conversation because I think you made the most important point today. If you don't have the conversation, then we'll never move forward. And there are a lot of topics I'm still never learned that I try to talk about, like medical marijuana license and death with dignity, which Florida doesn't have. And my poor mother lay there for two weeks without like even being alive except a heartbeat, which was horrifying. And we just, you know, we need more conversations that people just, you know, still don't want to have. Obviously, nobody, it's not fun. Right. <laughs> it's not enjoyable. But if we, if we prepare... We didn't have long-term care. I mean, budgeting and money is another whole podcast for another time. But I spent $12,000 a month only on uh, care people trying to kind of watch over her because she didn't really sleep. And that's not counting food, you know, living and entertainment. So normal family cannot afford that. Uh, and these are the things, again, that have to be discussed. So just to wrap up again, I really am grateful to you and your listeners for giving me the time to you know talk about our story, but also for teaching me that I still have a lot to learn and we're all family in this fight. And, you know, again, I just feel our voices are just so much stronger together. No, thank you. Thank you very much, George. This is um, an amazing story, amazing journey. Um, I compliment you for everything you're doing. We will certainly get this out to our listeners. We hope that they spread this as well. I hope people go to your website. Um, Yeah, and, and a lot of what we do, you just talked about really trying to help people understand this little tiny word called care. There can be a lot of different diseases. There can be falls. There can be a combination thereof. And something you talked about a few minutes ago as well, cost. And the unfortunate part is most people don't understand what what care costs. So, again, I want to thank you. I know you have a very busy schedule. Um, I thank you for coming on the podcast. And I hope, you know, my hope with every episode that we do, if this can help one person, that's uh that's fantastic so george thank you again as i as i wrap up and folks as i say on every episode until we talk again have yourself an awesome day